Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome it. to Complete Darkness. <laughs> My name is Ozzy V, the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent. Once again, Ozzy V. Also with me on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world's famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? Man, I am good. I am ready for La Skeleton. Life's going to be fantastic okay. after last okay. week. Okay. Okay. So oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, also with us, Flesh Room producer Todd. Todd, how you doing? Yeah, chilling. Chilling. Okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this on December 11th to get ahead of uh, some holiday business and uh, it was on January 2nd that we made the decision to go live information that was revealed on that show that we do not know at this time of this recording is the outcome we know. of the, oh, we know all oh, <laughs> just what, what happens, happened? what happened in the strange. fourth quarter against Baker Mayfield <laughs> and granted Ozzy, Ozzy, do you remember I when I said you might lose to our, our backup quarterback, you might lose to our third third string quarterback listen 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 i understand and i've said this multiple times that as a raider fan i am still a realist and i'm not like saying like oh the raiders are going to the soup no i i'm not i'm not one of those guys however there's still a shred of one of these things that's that that says listen it was a short week the next matchup they have after this is against new england I can imagine Josh McDaniels wants all his pieces to be healthy when he's going against Bill Belichick. That's what I'm telling myself. Now, I don't know the result of that game because we're recording this so early. Now, if it if it happens to be that Josh McDaniels does defeat the Patriots and with a respectable amount of points, maybe that was the case. Or it could be completely the opposite but I don't know that right now for sure. Factually, I don't know that for sure. Anything can still happen. Greg, you just mentioned your third string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, right? Yeah. So anything can happen. But uh, the reason I'm holding my trophy is because at this time of this recording, I don't know if I'm still champion or not. So to pull, to pull back the curtain, we could have shot this two ways, but we're not. <laughs> if it went the other way we'd have an alternate version but why waste the time why waste the time and why waste the time talking about it i'm sure to the individual listening and watching that doesn't give a crap about football so <laughs> this week we are reviewing and discussing monty python and the holy grail released on april 27th 1975 rated pg with a runtime of 91 minutes todd do you have a trailer available i do let's roll it once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. A picture so stunning in its effect, so vast in its impact, that it profoundly affects the lives of all who see it. One such film is... Very good, thank you. Yes, thank you. Next, please. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. Uh, yes, thank you. Next. 
Sake, let us do it. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. Now, from the people who brought you the 39th anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail... ...and are already at work on the 41st anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail... <laughs> ...comes the long-awaited 40th anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Get on with it. Yes, get on! Back in the cinemas in a special new edition. I told them we already got one. With up to 25% more peril. No, it's too perilous. We are the knights who say... Bring your friends. Carry coconut shells. Wear fancy dress. This isn't my nose, it's a false one. You can even sing along if you like. Stop that. You're not going into a song while I'm here. <laughs> See it again for the first time on the big screen. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt... Of Elderberry. Or if you've never seen it, see it now for the first time. Or see it for the first time since you last saw it. Or if you're very old or very ill, see it for what may be the last time. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I could pull through, sir. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Back in cinemas for the first time since the last time. God be praised. That was the trailer for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, written by Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idle, directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, starring practically all the names that I just mentioned. Uh, Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idle. Funny thing about Terry Gilliam is he plays Patsy, and I guess I should save that for the favorite lines moment, but it is amusing to see him basically in every scene holding the coconuts when he is the director of the entire film. So initial thoughts on this, jumping into it, my senior year of high school, uh, the high school I was at had these types of like, Oh, you can take Bible as literature or you can take modern drama. Right. But there are popular classes that you could take for your English credit. So I didn't get into any of these classes. So I had English four, right. English four with Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown had broken up his course of English four, and one of these courses or one of these curriculums rather was in British humor. And in British humor, he had us watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail in class. Of course, he forgot at what point one scene was happening, and he ran to the VCR to skim through it, which was <laughs> hilarious after the fact to see what that scene was. But I just wanted to shout out there because I thought I was I was very appreciative of my high school like senior teacher English teacher finding a way uh, to show us Monty Python and the Holy Grail because that's what it totally felt like is like this guy loves this movie and I think he just wanted to figure out a way to make us kids watch it. You know this movie when growing up and like seeing it a lot of my friends thought this was like one of the greatest movies of all time you know all the people around me with like similar sense of humor and such and i just like i i, I didn't get it you know um and so it was weird um you know having such fanfare about it and and then you know not really understanding the humor but years later now that I've my sense of humor has changed quite a bit and uh, I understand a little bit more of what's going on within this, even though it's pretty basic and slapstick, like 
it's you know this kind of comedy is not necessarily for everybody but like now the ridiculousness like i've i was so happy that i've finally watched this like as like later in my years where i can really appreciate everything about this movie so this was like i have to say thank you for bringing this one up because this has been a lot of fun to go back to todd all right so here's the thing i Dang it, i don't want to say two weeks in I don't a row wanna, i don't want to well, say i've never watched not yeah yeah, yeah nickly that last week yeah um i think i watched it before i don't want to say it was my first time because i know in the 90s i watched like all of them but my memory has zero memory of this one. So there's a very good chance I might have been having some 40s and don't remember. So I'm going to treat this as the first time I've watched it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Fair. I will yeah, say it, it did work for me. I There was one part that I couldn't stop laughing. And I'll tell you like this. I may have been enhanced. I was just like. Does this shit get funny? <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to that momentarily, and we'll help you figure out if if that was the case. But Greg, to your point of not really understanding what the fan for, or not understanding it, uh, its humor, or mm-hmm. really getting it as well as what appeared to be other people were uh, getting it as. I think there had to be something that had to have been done was like their parents or their older brother, or older sister showed them this movie and right. they saw them reacting the way they react. And that like, Oh, I have to be laughing. And the only reason I say that is because whenever somebody would bring that up, I'd be like, Oh, then you must've seen airplane. And it'd be like, what's that? And it's like, huh? Spaceballs? No, I've never seen it. Like, okay. So this humor is right along those same lines. And that's what mm. that's what drives me crazy is I would categorize this with these types of airplane and uh, sp- space balls and Mel Brooks, all those. They have that same kind of slapstick, great yeah. humor, right? So when I was a teenager and people would bring this up and I was like, well, yeah, but you've seen History of the World, right? And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, ah. Why do you see this as so great and grand, but you're not seeking out movies of the similar type? And that's what maybe lead to the conclusion. Perhaps it's an older brother or a, a parent or a teacher. It's like, hey, watch this movie. And they don't know which other movies to seek out. I do remember a brief period of time. This is long past now, though, back in those days that it was like you were cool because you liked Monty Python and all that stuff, which there was something about it where people like. I, I don't know. They thought their humor was better than others because they like yeah. that. And that's always stuck with me. So I don't know if that's kind of like, well, yeah, one thing I did bring up to somebody, one thing I did bring up to somebody is when we brought up Holy Grail, I was like, how come nobody brings up life of Brian or flying circus? Oh, yeah, and, and like, they'd be like, when I'd mentioned flying circus, they wouldn't know what I was talking about. Right. So then it's like, okay, something, something's not right. Like, Maybe you saw it on TV and like, yeah, maybe it's the only of its kind. I don't know. But Greg, to your sense, there was always some kind of weird aura with this that mm-hmm. I think if you didn't get it, maybe there was a party that really wanted to get it. I guess, but I'm not, I, and I'm only gauging this because of those experiences I had where 
I could bring up any other comedy and they would not know what I was talking Naked Gun, they wouldn't know what I was talking about. Now, I do have to say, the friends of mine that uh, really enjoyed this film, uh, their dads uh, were all in like uh, jam bands and smoked a lot of pot. So I think they had like good influence. <laughs> sure. Sure. So... Yeah. yeah, it's it's I really wanted to like this because I, I know and I like uh, Media Life's one of my favorites from well, my favorite from them. Spoiler if we cover. Um, but we'll get there. I'm sure. I don't know how much I'm looking forward to the next one right now, but I'll say this now. Eric Idle was great in European Vacation. <laughs> That's probably the first movie I know from anyone from Monty Python. He was fantastic in Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I did not watch that of, out of protest because I was still mad they got rid of Captain EO. Same reason I never rode the rocket rods because mother effers took my people mover away. Sorry, rant. No, that's fine. The The rocket rods were one of the most uh, terrible things to ride if you were wearing shorts and riding in the front. That was probably one of the worst worst honest. experiences in my life. That, that, did, I mean, but it worked? Just, it actually no, it, worked? It, it, yeah, it worked. Like, and the only time you didn't want it to work is when you're sitting in the front with shorts on. <laughs> like, I've been waiting for this ride to open, and then all of a sudden, like, my nuts are gonna freeze off. This is a bad idea. It was hot earlier today when I thought shorts would be a good idea, but now it's nine o'clock and cold. <laughs> well, I got in line for this at four o'clock. I thought this would be fine. Five hours later, closed. here I am. <laughs> And it closed three times while you're in line. <laughs> That's why yeah. it took five hours long. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. I'm uh, sorry. Away from rocket rods. How did we get to rocket rods, Todd? You brought it up. because Well, because you brought up, you brought up Honey, Honey I, I Shrunk the, the Audience because of right, Eric, Eric Idle. Idle. That's right. Okay. And that brought up Captain EO, which brought up People Movers. I was trying to figure out. Rocket rods. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where to get back on track here. Uh, Eric Idle again. Funny I shrunk the audience if anybody's familiar there. But going into these favorite moments, I have two because these two, there's a ton of moments that had me laugh out loud. But it was these two specifically that put it on another level. So I'm going to go first because I'd be worried that one of these would be taken. And I'm going to go with animals being used as wage ranged weaponry. <laughs> that put me over the top and I was losing I was losing my my, my everything was and I know that might sound cruel but when you see it there's a whole nother level of just silliness to the entire thing that just puts it like when you go when you're already over the top to just go even further over the top look hot shots did it hot shots part two I think it was had animal weaponry and each time it's still funny. So I, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little animal weaponry. Um, but well, maybe that, that explains my dislike for both properties. Oh. <laughs> are, are you a PETA Fuck. guy, Todd? Is that what's going on? Oh here? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll go watch uh, Cannibal Holocaust later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so, I've said this for a few different movies. Starting a movie to set the tone is fundamental. When someone does it right and wonderfully, it feels 
great. I don't think I've ever seen the beginning beginning of this film. And those opening credits really got me. Like, I went and I grabbed my remote <laughs> to turn the subtitles off. <laughs> and then I read it. I was like, damn it, that's good. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting so pissed. Like, why is this on subtitles? <laughs> so, yeah, like that. I was like, well played. And then when the firing happened and the next every bit Those of that sacked. opening. Yes. Every bit of that was fantastic. And I don't think I've ever seen that bit before. Um, so, yeah, it was it was amazing. And it really, like any good movie should set the tone for what to expect on the level of ridiculous that this movie went to. Right. I have a favorite moment, and this one legitimately made me laugh out loud. It was the bit <clears throat> where make sure he doesn't leave with the two guards. <laughs> make sure he doesn't leave. And they just, it's basically a who's on first routine, but it, it just works so well. And I couldn't stop laughing at that. Absolutely. Now, if there was one real flaw that I had to take away from this, would be that the Ending seems a little abrupt. I mean, and yeah. I'm not going to be like, eh, it doesn't make sense. It's like, very ridiculous, but and it's kind of like expected, but it just almost is like, oh, you almost you you because aside from it being a, just a silly comedy farce, you still were vested in these characters and still wanted to see them obtain their objective. Right. So seeing things how they happen, and I remember thinking this when I sitting there in that uh, in that high school class, thinking like, "Oh, that ending." I mean, like it's funny, but just kind of, it seems like it cuts everything so abruptly, and just kind of like, "Well, that's it." And like, I get it, and sure, like you're building up to that gag, but it just seemed kind of like, uh, I wish there was another way it could have ended to be honest although wouldn't you wouldn't you think that like don't you feel like it's kind of similar to how like a lot of the flying circus sketches kind of end that's that totally that's fair however at the same time this is a movie whereas <laughs> a sketch this <laughs> right. is I mean, but at the same time with the sketch you're vested in like what five seven ten minutes the most right right I've been with these guys for 91 minutes or at this point, 85. At least it's yeah, Pat I had a real a ending. More. What's that? So at least it's Pat had a real ending. Can't wait at to cover it's that. Pat. It's Pat no, at least the movie ending. it's Pat, the SNL sketch. Oh, Pat. okay. The movie it's Pat actually had an ending. So there you go. That one must be five stars. When we I had it. no idea there was an it's Pat movie. <laughs> okay. Immediately going in the next oh, vote is oh, it's Pat. no. You know what? I will throw in Romano <laughs> as a as a counterpoint because I hate that movie. Oh damn it. I'm gonna cut that out so they don't know I hate it. So they don't vote for it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I know I meant I, I still love remember hate Sporky seeing... Romano. I'm just putting it back in. So you have to do extra damn work it. or it's left in. <laughs> it's you know what it's just gonna be taped and I'm just gonna be like dubbing myself. <laughs> I love Corky Romano. 
Okay. Did we? We haven't done ratings yet, have we? No, we have not. Okay. Uh, Because of that ending, that's what we're going into, is that that ending does kind of leave an odd taste in my mouth. So for that, I just knock it off by a half point and give it a four and a half. At this point, I I think as the sense of humor has matured and like being able to catch things more specifically on the dialogue realm just kind of, I think, fits better now than it did back then. Gotcha. You know, and that's that's a fair like I can't argue that. But for me personally, like I laughed harder than I have in a long time. Um, Part because this is the first Ghostbusters. Hell yes. (laughs) So, but that was like a month ago, like a few. I know. I'm sorry. Bring it up, old stuff. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah. um, But I, I. can't help but give it a five because there were just too many great bits and moments that like caught me off guard and like the guy with the arrow and he's like no no i feel i'll pull through it'll be all right like it's just those little like that dry sense of humor is really my cup of tea these days so um yeah i'm giving it a five todd all right well i'm gonna give it the same thing dan gives a date two and a half Wow. Jeez. <laughs> it was That's average harsh. to me. It could be a little bit better than average. Like I would I if you said three and a half or three even, I'd be like three would be okay. But two and a half is like would... That's a little. Wait, hold on, Ozzy. Really I just want to double check. Are you saying that's harsh towards the movie or harsh towards Dan? I just want to Obviously the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Was that even a question? <laughs> I thought that was implied. <laughs> okay, right. fair enough. Fair enough. Hi, Dan. He's <laughs> probably going off in the comments. Yeah. Dan said just, just message him for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you okay. Two and a half? Yeah. Two. Any reasoning just behind that? You're just feeling sour i told like i did the only time i laughed was that one stretch i mean i i was like okay i don't know if i went in with my expectations too high because i was looking forward to watching i was just kind of like huh then we got to the one the bit i brought up and i couldn't stop laughing then it went back to i was like huh okay (laughs) so that bit alone got the whole llama credit thing at the beginning nothing yeah, I mean, it was cute, but I wasn't laughing out loud. I think I, I mean, think what happened humorous. is the strobing gave Todd a little bit of a stroke, so <laughs> he wasn't able to enjoy it until later. So <laughs> I you guys you. noticed Chileans were involved, or Ch- Chilean? Well, that's what, uh, that... I actually didn't write the name of it down, but similar to llamas. Well, that's a uh, can I Northern change my Chilean. rating to a two? Oh my gosh. For the involvement of Chileans. <laughs> well, ladies have- and gentlemen, as of December 11th of 2022, you are able to view this on Netflix. I don't think um, Todd, you probably know better than I at the first of the month. Is that the time that Netflix? Would I, if if it was going to go, yes, but, but licensing wise doesn't mean it's automatically done at the end of the month or vice versa could be okay, licensed well, for like three months, six months, a year. 
I will say that uh, I have not come across any articles that say this movie will be leaving by January 1st or whatnot or December 31st. So hopefully should still be on Netflix if you would like to check it out. And of course, as always, available to rent or purchase on your favorite online store. Any final thoughts on this film before we head out for the evening? Uh, you just got to give it a go. Like This is one that if you've not seen it in a long time, please go see it. Todd? I don't understand humor. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, check this out, but not on a night when you've had an exhausting day. Fair. Or not if you have something uh, with a lot of energy coming up. Because this, it's it's it will tire you out with the amount of times that you laugh. I feel, and it's not one of those that you can really like just casually like. There's it's it's not just visual, like a lot of that humor you have to like hear the build up and the everything. Like it is a traditional setup and then punchline situation. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's not a background flick. Could be why Todd hates it. I don't hate it. It was average to me. You can't do any editing during it. You got to be paying attention the whole time. Well, when I watch movies that we're going to talk about on this show, I do not multitask. Unless Dan picked it. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and flesh room producer Todd. And I'm Ozzy V. And we'll see you next week right here on a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce. 